Welcome to Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we recap AMC's The Walking Dead. Season 9, the season finale, entitled The Storm. Burr. It's cold, cold in here. here. <laughs> there Are there some, some Toros, Toros in the, the atmosphere? atmosphere? I said burr. <laughs> I knew we couldn't get through this episode without that at least happening once. Uh, so we are actually recapping season nine, uh, the the season finale, which honestly, it felt like this season went by pretty quickly. It went hella quick. It so, went hella quick. Even though it took a year, yeah, it went hella quick. It, it did take quite a while, but you know, it, it seemed like, I guess in essence, that the, the season did go pretty quickly for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had a lot of irons in the fire. We've been recapping Into the Badlands. Uh, we've got Game of Thrones coming up, but... Of course, we do have to recap and kind of roll out and finish up with Walking Dead. So we are at recapping episode 16. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. For the sake of brevity and our listeners, we do dive directly into the episode. So Genius, what say you and what was your take on season 9, episode 16? <laughs> Honestly, this episode, like, I liked it a lot. I like it a lot. But it made me cold. I mean, like physically. I mean, we talked about it's it. Kind of like watching the thing, right? It made me cold, so I was like, "Ooh, shit! It's a little burry in here." I like that. It was an it was an effective, it was an effective uh, template and theme for what we were going to go through. Overall, I got some beefs. You know, I mean, you've always got beefs. I do, I do, but it was good. It was good. Yeah, I liked the episode quite a bit. Uh, we we were. I guess we were shortened on the action piece of it mm-hmm. because this is more the setup, I believe, for the Whisperer War. Yeah. You know, the the war that is yet to come. Um, but well, like Genius and I talked about off air, we're going to go ahead and break this down into two separate sections. Mm-hmm. One being the kingdom and, you know, it's Carol, Jerry, Ezekiel and all those peeps. Yeah. And then we also have the Alexandrians who are who are laid up. You know, and you know, facing this gigantic storm or blizzard that we saw in kind of setting in on the the back half of the uh, episode last mm. week. Mm-hmm. So, of those two, the Kingdom Peoples or the Alexandrians, which would you rather talk about first? Let's do the Alexandrians. Yeah, I th- I kind of thought you would go with there because the the Kingdom piece of it was really part of, like a larger portion, like in terms of like depth of character it was development. Sixty forty episode, and with sixty being the Kingdom. And then 40 being Alexandrian, you know, mm-hmm. that's what it seemed like. Even when mixing it up, it just seemed like this, there was smaller. So let's do the smaller one first. Okay. So the first portion of the Alexandrians that we actually see, we see Negan, Father G, Rosita, Judith, and Sadiq all in this room, along with some other random Alexandrians. Mm-hmm. And they're preparing for the storm. So they've decided that they're going to hold up in three different locations around Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Because apparently this is supposed to be like a storm of the century kind of deal or just right. like a gigantic blizzard that's blowing through. But even before they get into the bigger part, they're all like, oh, all of our shit's going down. You know, mm-hmm. all of our all of our machinery is all broken and it's about to get cold. And it's like this awkward ass threes company because you have like Father G, you have uh, Sadiq and you have Rosita all talking like, what are we going to do? And then Eugene walks in like, hey, something's going on. Something's wrong. Right. And now I'm just like, we need to hold up on ASAP. <laughs> all I needed was like some loud ass pants and he could be like Don Knotts from threes company, dude. He could be like, because it Mr. was Mr. Furley. Right. Because it was just a little awkward and shit. What's going on? And then Eugene comes busting in. But then they're like, hey, 
we gotta freeze we gotta free Negan or he's gonna freeze to death. So Well and I, I thought it was interesting that Father Gabriel was the one that actually remembered Negan. Everybody right. else is just kinda like, Welcome. Oh, we need to put blankets in here, we need to do mm-hmm. this, we need to stock up on firewood and Father Gabriel goes, Well, what do we do about Negan? We just can't leave him there. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we do have that guy oh, yeah. locked up in the basement. That's right. <laughs> so they finally decide that they're gonna unlock Negan, which I thought was kind of cool because He's he's handcuffed, but he's not handcuffed to anything. Right. So like he's like out in the open amongst all these people, and you you would think that even after six years, I mean, this person that had this gigantic war killed a bunch of your best friends would still be like chained to like maybe a radiator hose. Well, okay, two. Things. Okay, oh, I take that back. He was chained to like the the main portion of the barn, but it was like he still had ample enough opportunity to kill somebody. True, but at the same time, one he already left and came back, right? So that's already like Very true. he's on the truth. I'll give you that one. And two, there's like 50 feet of fucking snow out there. If he does, where's he going to go? If he tries anything, he can't escape. I mean, he can, but it's going to fucking suck. And two, if he tries to do anything, there's, he's outnumbered. They're going to like mess him up. I mean, he doesn't really need to do anything. Just wait for him to fall asleep and cack, 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 cack. <laughs> then it's like the movie Alive. He just starts munching on like nom, Father nom, Gabriel nom, and all nom, kinds nom, of stuff. Nom. Yeah. No. <laughs> But we, we also see that uh, all these people that are shacked up in in this barn, you know, finally come to the realization that the chimney hadn't been used in so long or had been overused and never cleaned, that it had, you know, flammables. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all those PSAs and those after-school commercials that you used to see for, like, chimney sweeps back when we were a kid. <laughs> the silent killer is creosote buildup. Use the chimney sweeping log. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Van Dyke comes out. Hello, Mary. Chim chimmery, chim chimmery. Yeah, I don't think anybody's <laughs> jumping up on the roof in Alexandria to you know sweep the chimney. They got know. some like like old timey kid with like coal smeared on his face with one of like the newsy hats. It got rickets. Just <laughs> chimney sweep. So he's got but, black lung from sweeping all the Alexandria <laughs> chimneys. But it's important. We see why it's important because the shit just blows up. Yeah, they have like a flash fire. Yeah, and Eugene's the one like everybody get down. I smell stuff. So. I mean, good on Eugene because I probably would be like, "Who farted?" Well, you know? actually, it was Negan. Remember? Oh he yeah, goes, you smell that? Because and- here's the thing, and the funny thing is, nobody believed him. Like, yeah. shut the fuck up, because <laughs> continuously he was talking shit the whole time, and it was hilarious. He called he called uh, Sadiq Doctor, not the Daddy, or uh-huh. something like that. And he goes, so "Well," and then he and then he referred to Father Gabriel as Father, father not, not the, the father. father. That's what it was. Father, not the father. And I was like, that's hilarious. He even cracked up. Eugene even cracked up at that. Yeah, he kind of like, chuckled over. He was doing something on his own. He was just like, hey, that's clever. <laughs> but, like, no, just continuously talking shit. And so then when he's like, man, do you smell something? He's probably going to say something like, here, smell my finger or something like that. <laughs> like, you know, something negany. And so, man, of course, I'm like, man, shut up. But then Eugene's like, no, I smell it too. Everybody get down. So. All of a sudden, we have this gigantic backdraft explosion come mm-hmm. down the chimney, and they realize they can no longer use the chimney. Well, they can't stay alive if they can't stay warm. Right. So they decide that, you know, everything is going to be a little tight tight quarters, but, you know, they're going to go over to Aaron's house. So they make this um, kind of like this hateful eight, like, rope chain to mm-hmm. try to get them to go over there, you know, safely. Because, I mean, when they open up the doors, I mean, this is a blizzard. Yeah, it's this crazy is a huge bad. blizzard. Mm-hmm. So you get, it's like, sideways snow and thunder snow and everything else that's happening. So they tie, they tether themselves together, and they're walking out 
you know, across the um, the barren tundra of Lambeau Field. Yeah, that's for the sports peoples out there. No, but, it was like the it was like the wasteland, but it was like a playground because it was yeah. like swing sets and shit. But it was also like <laughs> crazy shit, and they're all tied up. And then, sure enough, because we even heard it like, well, where, "Where's dog? Uh-huh. You know, where's dog?" And Judith is like. And I was like, oh, no. I kind of know where this is going. Mm-hmm. But let's see. And this one, okay. It, it was I'm very like, telegraphed. It was telegraphed. extremely telegraphed, extremely predictable, but yet I still dug it. I rolled with it because it, I knew it was going to happen. I knew Judith, because she was earlier talking about, oh, I got to make sure the dog's okay. I told Daryl I'd take care take of her. Take care yep. of dog. Next thing you know, they're out in the tundra, and you hear, roar, 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 off in the distance. And you know she's going to go run off. Right, and you know who's gonna, yeah, gonna go save the dog, and you know who was gonna save the day. Yeah, Negan. it was Uncle Negan. That's Loved our it. Uncle Negan. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I liked it. I liked Negan like going out and sacrifice, not sacrificing himself. I mean, he kind of did because it was like terrible out there to go find uh, Judith and Dog. He got fucked up along the way, too. Was it like uh, like flying debris? debris? Well, the other thing that I, I, I thought was pretty interesting about that was that nobody else went after Judith. Yeah. You know, it had to have been Negan because everybody's like, oh, no, Judith, come back. And Negan's like, screw you guys. I'm going home. You know, he, he's just he goes out to try to find her. Well, in fairness, Negan is probably the only one that could outdo that because while everybody's kind of badass in their own way. They're the not only, as much badass, right? The only other, the only other capable person, like physically, I would say, would be Father G, right? And he's the one leading everybody to safety. To safety, he's the one that's the the guy who has the rope tied on him. Mm-hmm. So he's taking care of the women, the children, and all the other people. Rosita's a badass, extremely badass. And if she wasn't with kid, she'd be the one to save Negan. But the fact that she is pregnant, they don't want to die or any complications with the baby. Yeah, and I mean, Sadiq is on the mend from everything with the whispers. So. Exactly. Plus, he's like the doctor, not a fighter. And now he's the only doctor. Right. So. <laughs> Paging Dr. Head and Shoulders. But. Uh, Whoa. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. So. <laughs> I, give, I give you points for it, but yeah, too soon. <laughs> so. So he's he's the logical choice to go out and save the day, you know. I mm-hmm. mean, when it boils I'm down to you. it. So like, and of course he goes and and finally finds her, and it was tense. And she found dog. Yeah, I knew that she was gonna find. Her. I knew we weren't gonna see because earlier tangent jumping in the next thing we see like zombie sickles and shit mm-hmm. like that. And I knew she wasn't gonna be attacked or eaten or anything like that because one, she's Judith. Two, um, I even though how shocking. The Walking Dead can be, it's killed kids before, I don't think it would kill Judith. I don't know, man. Not at this Not at this stage in the game. I don't not know. They, they killed off Char- uh, Chandler Riggs' character, yeah, Carl, but, but in, and he was, he was like becoming the leader of the group. Very true. That's why. He was becoming the leader. Plus, at the same time, he's like a 16-year-old. He was a 16-year-old boy. This is a 10-year-old or 8-year-old little girl, a precocious little girl. I mean, hey, and then, man, we got to have equality in terms of like the zombie apocalypse and, and kills. Well, I would be more upset if Judith got killed than Chandler Riggs. I would be, too. Uh, I like Judith's character more than I like right? Carl. I mean, we we spent, what, three seasons bitching about how Carl went from, you know, being kind of a cool kid eating seven pounds of pudding on a roof <laughs> to being an angsty little bitch. <laughs> right? But then becoming a bona fide badass. Yeah. So, but anyway, I like this. I like nice Negan. Yeah. You know, I thought that was good, the heroic. 
One, the fact that he took off his jacket knowing it's cold as balls to help Judith he out. He not only took off his jacket, he took off the blanket too. Yeah, and then he ripped him some ripped off some stuff to help his wound. Yeah, from the for, to make it a tourniquet. Mm-hmm. From the debris. So, like... <laughs> I like it. Sounds fancy when you put the S on it. Exactly. Oh, j'ai la bon debris. So, um, and then they go and save the day and all is well. All is right in the world. Um, but then he's all laid up and then Michonne comes in and she comes in from her other adventures mm-hmm. and we'll get to that later. But I really like that part where he comes in and the only, the first thing she doesn't talk shit. She doesn't, she doesn't like say, what the hell are you doing out right. free? She comes in. The first thing she says is thank you for saving Judith. And that was a good thing. Cause if she would have came in guns a blaring, then all that goodwill would have been for naught, and they would have been right back to well, where they were. You know, and honestly, what we've seen over the past couple episodes, the way that Michonne has kind of made you growth, know, made amends mm-hmm. with the other communities and all the people that she kind of separated herself with post Grimes. Right. Um, I don't think that's her anymore because she actually sees how valuable the other members of the community have become. Yeah, and are going to be in the in the future. And you know, with Negan, as much as she despised him for being the whole, I guess the whole. I guess precipitating factor behind why Rick is gone now. You know, it, it it's kind of like a seven degrees of Kevin Bacon deal, where you've got like all of the different characters that are kind of at the point where things are going, you know, haywire and nuts and everything. You you've got her actually coming to the realization that it's not Negan's fault that Rick is gone. You know, you've had all the all all of this bad shit happen. Over the past couple of years, you know, being branded and everything else, and the and the Rick blow up and and him being gone, but it wasn't Negan. Yeah, you know that his war with Rick was just a small little section of that character. It wasn't like all of his character. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, it's still good to see nice Negan. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to be nice Negan for long because with the Whisper War that's setting in, I think it's going to be. I think he's going to go back to doing some heinous shit, but I don't think it's going to be against our survivor group. I think it's going to be against a bunch of whispers. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, they're going oh, yeah. to no, find, uh, find a Lucille replacement or Lucille or maybe just a pipe with some barbed wire around it, but I got a feeling that Negan is going to gonna start breaking it down pretty hardcore, mm-hmm. you know, coming up in season 10. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's almost going to have to because, you know, the news is broken already that Denai Guerrero is actually going to be exiting sometime in season 10 of The Walking mm-hmm. Dead. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be going on to the Rick Grimes movies. You know, so somehow they're going to get linked back up, whether or not that's, you know, in the past, the six years, the future, whatnot. She's going to be gone. So you're going to need another strong character to kind of fill, you know, fill the void that Michonne has because, I mean, is she going to take RJ and Judith with her? Right. You know, so may, mm-hmm. maybe something happens to Michonne. Maybe something doesn't. Maybe she's just gone temporarily because we know she's, you know, the, the actress is actually filming a lot more stuff, you know, with the the Marvel Cinematic Universe right. and everything that comes along with that. So yeah. I don't know. I think I think a uh, like a good vicious Negan could fill in for a Michonne. Yeah. Yeah. It's like more like a Wolverine Negan. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Old man Negan. Oh, yeah, dude. I would totally be down for that shit. That'd be glorious. Yeah. Glorious. So that's... That kind of wraps it up Yeah, on that I mean, that, that pretty much gives us everything we need to know with, with Michonne, Negan, and the Alexandrian group. Mm-hmm. Um, so we might as well just go ahead and jump into the kingdom. Yeah. So at the beginning of the episode, we see that... We see that... Uh, Ezekiel is actually talking on the radio and he's talking about, you know, we tried to make this dream work. We tried to, you know, w- with all our hearts, make everything go good. 
and we just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Which is symbolizing the fall of the kingdom. Okay. First of all, one, Ezekiel doing Pontypool was rad. He has that voice. You know, the the more I think about it, I'm going to retract my previous statements on that movie. The movie's actually kind of rad. But let's go back with Pontypool Ezekiel. Pontypool's dope. But anyway, <laughs> no. This was like a rousing speech. And like to see that first you started talking about how low everything was. I mean, not only the food, the morale. The infrastructure was failing. Everything was falling apart. The water was catching fire. I mean, when you have one of your main structure walls and it has a big ass Bible quote on it mm-hmm. about hope and peace and a big crack goes and right, through the middle, right in the middle. That's a sign. That's like that's like a that's not a sign. That's like a sign post up your butt. I mean, like you can't like <laughs> you can't like ignore something like that because like you gotta go. And it was so touching and sad to see it. The only thing I okay. Because he's talking and pontificating and doing all of his Ezekiel stuff. And I'm just sitting there like, man, the kingdom was beautiful. And I'd hate to see such a sad thing go. I mean, such everything disarray. But, like, it was paralleled. The kingdom was paralleled to almost, like, everybody in the kingdom, too. Because as soon as Henry died, Prince Henry, like, not only we find out later that more than the infrastructure of the kingdom is fractured. Well, I wouldn't even say it's just because of Henry. I would say that this is very much, I mean, if you if you recall what happened when Abraham and Glenn were killed, that is really an, another fracture point to the group because you had, like, Sasha. Sasha was impacted by Abraham. So was Rosita and Eugene. You had Glenn being impacted with, with Maggie and, and Rick and all of the people that, you know, Daryl. Because as much as everybody wants to, you know, um, give him an out for it, Daryl was really the reason why Glenn died. Yeah. yeah, and he still carries yeah. the, he still carries that guilt yeah. with him, even though you know he was told multiple times, you know, that was not your fault. You know, Glenn was not on you. It really was. I mean, mm-hmm. he was the one that that acted out against Negan. And I mean, I'm not going to say it was for the bad because I don't know if I wouldn't wouldn't have done the same thing. Yeah. So you, you just never know. I got a question. Sure. When they were leaving, and everybody was making the mass exodus of the kingdom, did they take the tiger statue? No, I think they left it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think they left it because, you know, I mean, what, what are you going to do with a gigantic paper mache you know, Shiva besides burn it? That's true. I mean, yeah. That's... Takes up space. I mean, because that thing was pretty massive. That is true. But, I mean, like, I guess it would be nice to leave, like, some memento there of Shiva, you know? Well, and you remember when you see the, the Exodus beforehand, you see that Carol's going through a box of mementos from Henry. Mm-hmm. And he's got the little the little Bengal tiger pen. Yeah. He's got a couple, you know, old cards and whatnot. Um, yeah. You know, birthday cards and and different things, different memorabilia. And, you know, Carol is shaken. Because, oh, I mean, yeah. That's her kid. You know, oh, she's yeah. lost two kids so far with Sophia back in season two. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, Henry. So, And, and of course, it's going to put a strain on all things, you know. Plus, you got this old man winter breathing down your neck pulling all crazy storms so it's gonna be tough they're like we gotta go uh, like i said this little montage was extremely sad to see you know I was it, like, it was because you actually see ezekiel holding up at the gate before they you know before they actually leave mm-hmm. and he almost sees his dream die yeah you know you could see it on his face with, with carrie payton looking back into the into the scene you know, and he sees that when when the the scene pans out, you see just how bad off the 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 kingdom was. I mean, you had the one big building, 
that's in the forefront, I mean, it was missing all the roof. Yeah. You know, and everything else is pretty much just unsecure at that point. Yeah, you gotta go. I just kind of wondered why they locked the gate when they left. It's like... <laughs> well, even if you still don't want squatters, you know? <laughs> really? That's what we're worried about? Walker squatters. But, like... No. Okay, so then they're walking along, and uh, old Navy model guy is pissed off. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to take a line out of your book, Fuck Alden. He has he has no reason, right? He has no reason right? to hate on Lydia. Here's the thing, and good on Daryl, good on Daryl, oh, because yeah, good on Daryl, good on Stan Abridus, right? Because like, yeah, no, I agree. Fuck old Navy model guy. Um, I could see where he would be pissed right. off, but he sh- he's putting his anger towards somebody else that doesn't need it, and especially when she's already going through a tough time, not even know where the fuck she's gonna stay, mm-hmm. whether she wants to stay here or stay right there. She knows she's got, I guess, like. Not survivor's guilt, but like no, she does because she feels just guilt. She's she, got. She feels like you know she is, is the responsible party for those ten people being beheaded. Yeah, and I mean that in it, in her very, eyes, it, and I mean I hate to say that you know in in her eyes, but I mean that's it's true. Yeah, you know based on what Alpha said to her and the way that Alpha and the whispers reacted, I mean that is pretty much. I mean Lydia is going to see it as her fault from her point of view. If at the. At the main center of everything, Lydia is smack dab right there. Mm-hmm. But, unfortunately, all these things were not her fault. And she's taking too much of it. I mean, her mom didn't have to kill ten people and yeah, put exactly. them on pikes. Yep, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's not like Lydia helped her pick them out. Right. You know, it's not like he made the, right? she singled out Enid. She didn't single out Brett Butler. You know, she didn't single out, you know, Brocephus and Clovis. Mm-hmm. Or do we call him Cletus? I can't remember. Clovis. The high women. Yeah. And uh, it's not like she picked out all all of those people. Yeah, you know, she actually is, is trying to get away from the abusive relationship that he that she's got with her mom. But also at the same time, it was Henry that like I love you, you know, mm-hmm. and and made her mom look weak. Okay, so of course he has a target on his head. You know, it's not her fault, but at the same time, it doesn't help that old Navy model guy is talking shit. Well, you and I, I thought it was interesting that that it was Daryl, the person that spoke up. Yeah, because Daryl, yeah, because he was the one that he was one of the haters at first. Well, no, I mean, if, if you think about how much his character has grown, I mean, think about back when they're they're still at the RV when Dale is still alive. Mm-hmm. You know, when they tell when Rick tells him, you know, look, I chained him, uh, I chained Merle up on the roof, and Daryl just goes absolutely apeshit crazy. Yeah, you know, and now he's telling people to lay off of people right. for for making decisions, and and you know, it wasn't their fault. Mm-hmm. But yet he was very impulsive. I mean, we're talking eight seasons. Well, you grow up quick in the wasteland, right? But I, I mean, mean, you're talking about eight seasons in in you know just our normal time. But however many plus the six year time jump. Not even that. It was not like Presto Changeo, but at the same time, it was rather quick that he was like, "Man, fuck this girl. Why she needs to stay? Leave her here. Blah blah blah." Now, like he's vouching for her, mm-hmm. which is good. I mean, because it's not Lydia's fault, and like Connie said, we're all she has now. Yep. You know? So, oh, but before we go on, right after that scene, uh, there was a little homage snippet I saw of one of the Return of the Living Dead zombies. You know when, uh, okay, so you saw the zombie, you saw the walker on the ground, and she had the long hair, and she was Mm -hmm. all like skin and bones, right? Right. Right. So, you're, you know, in Return of the Living Dead, when he pulls the zombie out of the window and it starts talking like, it hurts, it hurts to be dead. That's why we eat brains, right? Mm-hmm. That was the same looking zombie. And of course, of course, that's this because it's Greg Nicotero who directed this episode. And I'll tell you what, he did a damn good job. 
he did a damn good job because I think the next scene we see was one of really cool scenes where they're walking along and they see all this herd track crossing the road in front of them. It was a good looking scene. The aerial shot. Yeah, they I did, really dug that. I mean, honestly, did they did some incredible work, you know, given the different CGI and special effects that they had to have done mm -hmm. um, just because, I mean, it's it's hard to recreate a blizzard. Yeah. But I can only imagine how hard it is to direct people to react to a blizzard that's not there. <laughs> they got a bunch of PAs. <laughs> and when people fanning a bunch of, like, snowflakes. Confetti and shit. Just, like, throwing up. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, the the challenges of being able to shoot something like that. And, yeah. you know, Nicotero's team and the special effects team for the, the show is just incredible. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I, we've had some issues, minor issues over the years with some CGI pieces. But all in all, I mean, the show does no, some great work. I liked it. But then here we go. So they were going, they're walking past this path. And as soon as they get to the path, all of a sudden, Lydia Ninja vanishes it. Did you notice that? Mm -hmm. like, she just like, kind of backs away. And she, I mean, she does it really quick, like just like a ninja. And uh, But she looks around to make sure nobody sees her. Right. You know, and, she just kind of wants to go off on her own. And, mm -hmm. and she, I mean, we find out what she's trying to do. She's trying to die. Yeah. You know, she's trying to kill herself, but she's not strong enough to do it. But even before that, while they're still before that, she's looking for her. Daryl's like, well, let's go find these walkers before she ninja vanishes it. And the king says, hey, why don't you go away? I was like, wow. I wonder, I wonder what brought that on. I mean, like, because I, I don't think Ezekiel's threatened by Daryl, but I think he's a little jealous of Daryl and Carol's relationship, right? But because he had that look when when they were talking, and I don't think he was doing it in a, in a malicious way. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you if you watch his like body language, he was just like, I think it would be, I think it would be better if you weren't there. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, I'm going to kick your ass because you're trying to horn in on my girl. Exactly. And I think that's why Daryl didn't freak out. Because, like, when he goes, I think it's better if you leave so I can try and reclaim that. And he goes, Daryl had that look like, you telling me to leave? The fuck's wrong with you, right? Mm -hmm. And then he goes, look. And he drops the whole king act. Mm -hmm. And he's like, look, man, I just, I need you to leave so I can try and work things out with Carol. Yep. You know? And I was like, oh, man. That's rough. I mean, well, because think about it, man. the The kingdom was his first dream. Mm -hmm. Carol was his second, and mm -hmm. now he is in shambles with both of them. And he lost Henry. He lost his son. Yeah. So of course he's gonna like, like be disheartened. I can see where he's coming from, and I think that Daryl does too. That's why it was such a hard decision for him in the whole episode. He's like, well, do I listen to the king or do I stay with Carol or what do I do? You know, because right. I want to make the right call. I don't want to make things worse. But, like, my mind's telling me no, you know? But, like, I, I could see where all parties involved would have a lot of difficult decisions to make. Well, and, and you think about Carol and Daryl's relationship. I mean, Daryl was the person that, that consoled Carol when she, she watched Sophia walk out of the barn. Mm -hmm. He's also the person, the first and only person that grabbed a hold of her when Henry was on the pike. Yeah. So I mean, he's been there for everything traumatic that Carol has gone through. Yeah. He's been that that one kind of stabilizing force in her life. So mm -hmm. it's it's interesting to see Ezekiel kind of play the whole, you know, this is my woman kind of deal and I need to iron this out, but you need to go away just because. It's, and I don't think he's threatened by Daryl's relationship. No. He just He just wants to try to get back whatever he had with Carol. Mm-hmm. So. Eh. So like I said, I don't think there was a maliciousness in it. I can see his side. I can see Daryl's side. I can see why Daryl should stay. And I should see why Daryl should leave. Yeah. You know? And so that's why I was like, 
what would I do in that situation? I honestly don't know. But I thought that was a good, like, interplay, especially because he dropped the king egg, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and, he was being real with him. Mm-hmm, which makes everything a little bit hard. But then, but then, okay, so then that was, okay, so that was the next scene that we see in this little episode was one of the ones that I was, like, very tense over. And this is when Lydia was attempting suicide via Walker. Mm-hmm. Because, one, she's walking along, and I thought she was going to keep running away. I didn't think she was, like, wanting to die. But I could see where she would have that grief, too, because she was she had loved well, a teenage puppy, whatever. Right. Henry. And again, the guilt that uh, of all this is my fault. Yeah, that's got to weigh hard on a, on a young girl. You know what I'm saying? But the walker looked cool. Yeah. The walker in the frozen pond. Yeah. On on frozen pond. <laughs> but Jessica Dandy. But but, you know, the. The aspect of Lydia walking out there, it, it was kind of um, left up to the, the viewer as to what she was actually doing. You know, uh-huh. was she running away or was she trying to link up with Whispers? See, that's what I thought, too. Because when they originally leave the kingdom, they see um, like three or four walkers off in the distance. Yes. And Alden makes the comment about, you know, are they tracking us? Are they watching us uh, You know, on the road? Do Are they watching our, our path? You should know they're your people. Right. Right. So he's being a real dick. So, you know, F Alden. But when she goes out there, you know, the the viewers are kind of left up to the point of, you know, is she trying to communicate and tell about movements and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, but then she offers up her arm and you can tell that, you know, it's it's almost like survivor's guilt. Well, is she just she's ready to die. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she's like she wants to go. She's got all this. Everybody that she knows is 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 falling apart her her boyfriend dead her new home that was supposed to keep her safe is in shambles everybody's sad everybody they're having to walk this crazy ass blizzard so she's ready to go and so like but she she isn't because she hesitated with the walker and you could just see that tear on her eye and like as she got closer and closer this this scene made me tense. I could like feel myself tense up. Like, is she gonna do it? Is she isn't? I hope I'm like, don't, don't do it. I wanted to say, don't do it, Lydia. You got everything to live for. They're just now accepting you. Daryl's got your back. You mm-hmm. know how hard that is to do. You know, so like, don't do it. I just wanted to like, you know, you have everything to live for. Don't jump. Because and she got closer and closer and closer, and a tear was coming down her eye, which I don't think she's used to because she was raised a whisper. Mm. so like with you so far yep so it was just a very like tense and tough scene i really enjoyed this young actress i think she she made that scene feel extremely real and extremely sad so yeah i really like that scene then lo and behold you called it carol finds her Mm -hmm. i thought that at the last minute a bow would go through the walker right and prevent her from biting but I'm, I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad Carol kind of just watched and see where it went. I don't think she, I think at the la- if she kept going, she would stop her. But once she know once Lydia knew that Carol was there, she turned around and stopped on her own accord. And you can just see the tears in her eyes, and she just kind of let go, like, oh, I wasn't doing anything, you know. Right. So I think that's what makes me think that she wants to die, but she really doesn't. Well, and, and that's a telltale moment for Carol as well, because when Lydia's there, almost being bitten. When she is is kind of hesitating with the fact, I mean, that's that's genuine emotion. Mm-hmm. I mean, she wants to die because she feels responsible for all these people, and I think Carol understands that. 
Yeah. You know, I think not necessarily warming up to it because, I mean, Carol just lost her, her son or her right. adopted son or whatever you want to call him. And she says, every time I look at her, I see him. Right. So she's got like, you know, it's kind of your fault too. Mm-hmm. So like. But when she sees Lydia try to kill herself, I mean, she realizes that Lydia is going through some struggles too with what, what you know, with all that happened. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting mm-hmm. in return, in regards to how those two characters kind of intertwined during this episode yeah. because that's not the first time that, that we saw that particular type of thing happen yeah but going on a little bit we see that the group isn't going to make the next uh the next checkpoint or next station that they have to get to in order to make it to the hilltop community so they actually they have to divert they they make the decision that you know hey we're not going to survive this if we don't you know take a shortcut mm-hmm. well lo and behold the shortcut is through the whispers border the the pike border but before that they have to stop make a pit stop in the sanctuary right and I thought that was cool. I did too, <laughs> because everybody's like, "Oh, people used to live here, right?" They're like, "This place is, a, oh, this place is a shithole, right?" And so, like, and they're walking around, and and they're like, you know, well, we can maybe outlast the storm. Like, we don't got any food, you know, we only have yeah, enough food for about King a day Ezekiel and a half. Says that, you know, I, I don't want to fail my people, right? I would. I'm agreeing with you. Eat a horse. You have seven of them. Eat you know? a horse. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be good for something. I mean, better than like going out and braving the storm but i guess they did come up with a good plan yeah and their plan is that they've got to they've got to traverse this area that actually takes them through the the northern border of the whispers where they put all the heads on there they're like we're not gonna make it we're not gonna make it and and ezekiel even says you know this is alpha's border carol pops right back to him you know this was not a border we agreed to this Mm -hmm. is hers not ours yeah so i was like wow okay Good, good on you, Terminator. Yeah, very true. Don't fuck with me. But at the same time, I would be apprehensive too. You know, after seeing what I I've don't seen. think Carol gives AF. No, and that's true. And then also, King Ezekiel's been very like morose. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, he was very much the same way after Shiva died. You know, he kind of went into a comatose. Yeah. You know, so now that an actual you know tie to this new world and and hope. Mm-hmm. Because Shiva was his hope of the old world. Yeah. You know, now you have this hope again that dies, and it's just another gut punch for him. You know, and, and kind of the trifecta is when when Carol does what she does, she she pulls away from him. So, yeah. you know, I, I can understand where he's coming from. Yeah. But then there's a lot of weird, not weird, but like interesting interplay going on between all the parties inside the sanctuary once they're... With- Carol and Daryl. Mm-hmm. Once they realize that they have to cross this river mm-hmm. and they're going to do it first thing in the morning or whenever. But we have the no, in the middle of the night, remember? That's right. Yeah, because they can be sneaky. So they're about to leave, but then you have these two different interplays that I thought was both very telling and both very like, all right. Uh, one was Carol and Daryl, and the other one was Michonne and the King. Mm-hmm. You know, because, okay, so Carol and Daryl, it was weird because he says, hey, do you want me to go? And she says, I don't know. What do you want? Right. Is that what you want to happen? And then he says, I don't want to go. You know, I want to stay. Do you think he's like saying, I want to stay here in the kingdom or I want to stay here with you? No, I don't think it's it's one of those. I want to stay there with you, like in a romantic type of way. I think he just doesn't want to. I don't think he wants to lose the, I guess, the camaraderie, because, I mean, if you think about it, Man, we we don't have anybody from the original group left over besides Carol and Daryl. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, who do we have? Yeah. That's it. Oh, Ma- that's Maggie true. Maggie is off somewhere yeah. that we don't know. Holy Rick shit. at the point is MIA. Uh-huh. Those are the two original cast members that have been through all this. Yeah, you know, Michonne came on later in right? the prison sequence, but 
you know, Carol and Daryl have been there since the the very beginning. That's true. You know, and they've gone Holy through. Holy shit, they are the last yeah, ones. They've gone through all of this stuff together. Wow. And even with as close as Michonne and Daryl and Michonne and Carol can get. Yeah. It's, they still haven't. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're years before. Right. Huh. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. No, I can see that. <clears throat> but it was kind of. And then, and then they're talking about what to do with Lydia. Mm-hmm. And Lydia's listening in. And again. It gives her pause, like, man, nobody knows what to do with me. Right. I'm just causing Am all I these... even worth it? Right. Am I causing all these troubles? She's already fractured, fractured ego, fractured psyche, guilt. That's, again, that's the last thing she, she needs to she's hear. She's lost her family. She's right. lost the person that actually cared for her with she, Henry. And now she's lost the, her new adoptive family because right. they're like, well, do, should we keep her? She's just causing shit, you know? No, yeah, that would be hard. So then they're like, what do we do? We don't know yet. We move on to Michonne and, and Ezekiel. I really like this because Ezekiel, I like all of their interactions so far. Mm-hmm. Because again, Ezekiel was like, "Oh, I don't know if we're gonna make it. I have to think about my people. I failed my people. Mm-hmm. This is a bad plan. I let everybody down. And like, if they, if it wasn't for me, we wouldn't be in this situation. And and Michonne snapped right back. If it wasn't for you, they wouldn't be here now. Mm-hmm. You know, they wouldn't be yep. here at all." So you and she's 100 percent right for Michonne to give the one the pep talk. uh, She says the reason why we are failing now is because we failed each other earlier. Yeah. And because we had so much time apart, Mm -hmm. you know, she even mentions it would have been different. You know, the whispers and alpha wouldn't have been able to infiltrate the the fair if they would have known they knew each other. Exactly. You know, if they knew all of the new members of the community. So, you know, she's even taken a portion of the guilt for that. Because of, you know, the withdrawal that Alexandria had from the other communities. Yeah, and and it was her fault. She's the one that closed off mm-hmm. everything. So, yeah, she's got a little bit of guilt, too. And you know what? Justly so. I'm glad she sees the error of her ways. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, it needed to be seen. And then for her to say, look, it's my fault, too, but we need to get together. I thought the, that analogy that she goes, that's the reason why Alpha came in here because we don't know, was spot on fucking brilliant yeah it was it it was no longer blaming the fact that you know they're not together is the reason why they were there it was the fact that you know that they allowed this to happen it wasn't that alpha you know forced this onto him it was that the the group allowed it to happen to Mm -hmm. him so i I think that's a good rallying cry yeah it's a good it's a good like a glue piece for those guys Mm -hmm. and it needed at that time because i think ezekiel he lost vote confidence everything Mm -hmm. he was done He's losing. He needed Carol. something to prop him up. Yeah, and I think that was just what he needed. So then they go and they're about to cross the border. Now my question is, okay, why did they have to cross at the exact same spot where they had the last one? Is that the only clearing there it's probably, was? It's probably the well. Number one, it's for cinematic dramatic effect, right? It, bum bum bum. But I thought but like the the other piece of it too is is probably that's the straightest shot. To, yeah. to get them to where they needed to go. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, man, that's going to be kind of a shitty border. There should have been more pikes. I'm not saying fill a whole, like, hands across America with fucking, like, pikes on the head. But, like, enough where there's, like, yeah, there's like a around. 15, there's, like, a 15-foot linear border. Yes. And it's like, ah, how do we know we crossed it? I don't know. I can't see it from three miles away. Right? You know? But, you know, like you said, it gets dramatic. But I thought that was kind of like, man, that's just insult to injury. For no reason at all you're just being mean you know <laughs> like, and, and we we get to the point where they actually have to cross this river and they they say you know hey maybe it's frozen over maybe not 
They get to it, and all of a sudden we see what, like probably one of the coolest Walker effects of the season. Before we get there, we see the zombicles. Yeah. The three the, zombicles, and they're like, okay, now here's, here's, okay, we're getting there. I was like, oh, man, are those whispers? But there's no fucking way those would be whispers because they're standing that. still. No, no, not on that. No, and then they come out, and they're like, and they're all frozen, they're and Michonne's like, huh? pokes them. Nope. Quick, quick, and then just takes off their head. Then the next onslaught we see, we see they're at the river and they're trying to cross. When the, like you said, it was one of the coolest things. I thought it was cool as shit. Yeah, uh, you see all the walkers that are actually coming up out of the snow, all the ones that have been covered over for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not frozen, you know, but they're still m- moving, and, and they just start pawing and grabbing at people. And so, but they're buried in the snow, so they can't really move. They're just like these like carnivorous vines and shit that are coming out of all nowhere you know it's just <laughs> i thought it looked cool as shit i i thought it was awesome mm-hmm. i mean you kind of had them they, they almost looked like white walkers from game of thrones they really did they did because they were all blue and you know they, they were all blue and frosty and everything else but the way they're coming out of nowhere like it was genuine like not terror. I wasn't like, oh my god, they're scary. But like, they're pretty cool. They're well, scary it looking. A, it adds another effect. They're dread. scary looking. Yeah, you know, because dread. Yeah, because once you get to the other side, I mean, is there going to be another snowbank of walkers? Right. And here they go. So there are more coming, and they're slicing them. Like, oh, are these them? Nope, nope. They're regular zombies. But did you notice they left one? Hmm. Do you think that was a whisper? No, no, I don't. You think, think so. it was too dangerous? Yeah. Where are the whispers now? In this snow. Do they like travel south for the winter or what? <laughs> they're in Florida, right? Hanging, <laughs> hanging out on like Mar-a-Lago. No, they're the, right. No, <laughs> no, they're over there hanging out with the uh, bath salt, bath salt zombies. Yeah, they just kind of merge and make. Like, <laughs> hey man, don't be eating on my faces. I need those, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but we we see that you know Lydia dips again, you know, and and she's got even more guilt. I mean, she's like bawling at this point, mm-hmm. and, and Carol again tracks her down. And they have this they have this very interesting dialogue between the two of them. You know, Lydia says, I'm not strong enough to kill myself. You're gonna have to do it. It's okay. You know You know you want to. You, you know you want to. I'm it's all my fault. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you you're strong enough to do this, you can do it. And right at the point where she takes the spear and like puts it to her chest, mm-hmm. you think that Carol because at that point Carol is is pretty emotional too. I mean, she's getting ready to start bawling herself. And she looks like she's either going to cry, drop the knife or, or drop the spear gun or just like go, "Okay, you're right." Pip, yeah. you know? Cuz like <laughs> deep down I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I can see Carol. I can see I Carol could too. just like bye, you know?" And, and we see that Carol actually, you know, spears off to the left of Lydia and spears a walker behind her and then offers her hand, you know, mm-hmm. "Hey, we've got to get going." So I thought that was I thought that was a good moment of growth for Carol. It was a very good moment of growth for both of them because like one I care it was good for Lydia to know that no I'm not gonna kill you you're not worthless mm-hmm. I care about you right you know and yeah I may I may have some sort of blame for you but it's like something I gotta work with too because I know it's not your fault and stop being fucking stupid because it looks like she was like she about to say like come on stupid let's go you know just like we come gotta on, get out ahead right and like i really liked that I, I i thought it was very sweet like oh you're just being stupid come stop we love you let's go yeah and and like i think it was good for both of them because one it gives carol somebody to care about 
you know? Gives her somebody to anchor to. Yeah. Much like she had Henry. Mm -hmm. And two, it gives Lydia a sense of home and family. And people actually are not going to just leave her as a baby in the woods to die. Mm -hmm. You know? So I I enjoyed that. I liked it. Yeah. So we finally see that the group reaches the hilltop community. And Lydia is... um, How do I say this? She's almost relieved to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think all the group is relieved to be there. Yeah. Because we see them walking through like the gates and then walking through the fields and everything. And they, they finally make it. Well, then lo and behold, we find out that they still have another portion of the journey because Daryl has a, a kind of like um, agreed that he's no longer going to stay around Carol. Yeah. So they they make the, I guess, the decision that they're going to head out to alexandria because they need to get there yeah so they just immediately bounce so here's my question now the kingdom has fallen now when they went all to hilltop people of hilltop are still there oh yeah okay yeah because i know that though i i'm not sure how long that there was a i know that there was a little bit of time but not like a lot well you know? no i mean because there's still that weird power vacuum no well, with, with terror and jesus both yeah. being dead yeah no, they, they were still there because w- when they're having that little heart to heart around the the fireplace and they see the painting of glenn they see the painting of herschel and everything lydia says oh this is really nice you know um why did you leave and daryl just goes another time yeah another time or one he, he just goes one day Mm-hmm. You know, that that he'll be able to tell her, you know, because I don't even think he's come to grips with everything because he no. still thinks that Rick is alive. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the after the midseason break, we saw him still out there kind of, you know, trying to find tracks and everything else down by the riverside. Oh, yeah. Down so. by the riverside. <laughs> so they ultimately make it. They decide that they're going to make it make it out the first thing, first light or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that Lydia needs to having snowball fights. And yeah. Shit. And, and they make it to the Alexandrian gates and everything. And, and like everybody is so relieved to be home. I mean, mm-hmm. the first thing Michonne sees is Judith. Yeah. And then she sees RJ. And then they break out in like this. Coming gigantic, out like a white walker. Yeah. They, they, they kind of break out in this gigantic snowball montage. Mm-hmm. And that's what we alluded to uh, earlier in the episode when Michonne is talking to Negan and, and thanks him. Right. You know, for protecting Judith at that time. So, I mean, I thought overall that portion of the episode when everybody's kind of, quote, home. Yeah. Is kind of nice. I mean, you still have the displaced people from the kingdom. You know, because the kingdom is no more, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, do we ever think they're going to re-inhabit the kingdom? Mm, possibly not. Because even Judith's like, you can always go back. Because mm-hmm. there's two things left. One, we'll get to that. But let's talk about... Uh, Judith and Ezekiel? No, because that leaves it to the big, like, woo, big reveal. Right. But we still have to talk about that real small scene with uh, Alpha. Okay. Wrong answer. Well, but I'm glad, but going back, I liked, I'm glad that everybody's back home in alexandria right with carol and daryl in tow mm-hmm. i think like while they're oh the shit we missed an enormous piece and sorry <laughs> i quantum leaf oh boy <laughs> it's got the back you love <laughs> but, but carol's looking out the window and ezekiel comes up to her and they, they they start talking well carol gives the engagement ring or the wedding ring back to him right that was yeah. shocking to me I mean, I don't know, man. It was for me. I think it was almost um, it was almost understood that that was going to happen at some point. Because remember, earlier on in the episode, Ezekiel was hugely dismissive of Car- uh, dismissive of Carol when they're um, when, when it, the Ezekiel Daryl part. You know where he said, "Yeah, I don't need you here." 
when Daryl sees that walker over in the woods, Ezekiel jumps off the horse and just goes, I got it. Get the, keep, keep them moving. Yeah. You know, he doesn't even say he's not polite to Carol at all. You know, you know, just keep the people moving or whatnot. He jumps off the horse and it's almost like he was going to go out and fight Daryl. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, That's why Carol asked how like, everything all right. You're right. That's yeah. how abrupt that little scene yeah. was. But I mean, you know, got something to talk about, but I wouldn't ca- cause that grounds for divorce. You know, you never know. Man. I mean, but at the same time, the stress with losing a child and having to move and relocate and all that. Maybe she's just like, hey, we just need to take a little bit of time or I need to like a radical sabbatical. And <laughs> like, I like it. And just like, you know, well, and I uh, but at the same time, I was like, you guys need each other the most right now, you know? Well, I don't know. Another piece of that, too, is it kind of makes me wonder whether that Carol is actually coming to the realization that. <laughs> the showrunners are just mean as hell to her, you know. <laughs> like How the, much more like, can you do to right, me? Right, like the like the Carol in the show is like breaking the breaking the wall, and she's like, "Really? What else?" Right? Shit! Take this ring, God damn it! I mean, and we've talked about it before. It seems like the writers are just extremely mean to her character. You know, in, in she goes through to, a lot of shit right, in regards to everything that that has had happened to her Mm -hmm. but i think the other portion of it too is that she wants to save not only herself but she wants to save ezekiel from what could potentially happen again because i think she sees all of this bad shit happen to her and the people around her so she's almost trying to shield ezekiel from having something bad happen to him yeah you know at least that's what uh, that's my conjecture as to why she would do that i don't know i think she's trying to like i like you said trying to shield herself and him from something but, yeah and she knows no other way to do it yeah and i don't know any other way to do it but at the same time i didn't want to see that happen yeah me especially neither especially after all the group all the growth that has happened with them and with carol you know and the fact that like there was almost almost no warning signs of that that was going to happen aside from the death of their child right i mean it just kind of came out of left field and was like a little bit rough to me you know no, I'm, just, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm I'm 100 with you on that one too mm-hmm. because that's it. Just seems so mean spirited. Yeah, you know because all this shit just keeps getting laid on Carol, and I I think she's finally just at a breaking point. Yeah. You know, so all of those guys are back at the uh, the the Alexandria gates, and they're they're having the big snowball fight and whatnot, and, and having a good time, and then right, and and then the the very next scene we see is we we get information that alpha had left the whispers from for some extended period of time because her and beta are talking you know and beta makes the makes the call and says you know the the time away was good for you and the group mm-hmm. and alpha being the the dominant person being the kind of the authoritative figure she gives him a switch and you know says that everything that she went through is is kind of like null and void yeah, you know, and she offers up her arm, and she beat the beta's beating the shit out of her with that switch. Well, he goes, "It makes it's going to make us strong," and she goes, "Yes, it did, but I need to get stronger, so beat my ass." Mm-hmm. You know, make sure I have no tears. I think she just went and kind of expunged herself of uh, emotion, mm-hmm. and so now they're just like a show of force, kind of like you know those uh, what are those those, those Opus days. Those monks that beat the shit out of themselves to get pure with God and I get guess. to like a man like a transmutative state. I guess to make because they're talking even because t- <laughs> like the scene they're talking about uh they're talking about evil mm-hmm. how evil begats evil and like even negan's like i know what it's like to lose mm-hmm. a lot of stuff so we got to watch out for each other you know 
And then the King's like, and there's a greater evil out there. And next thing you know, wrong answer. You know, <laughs> I liked it. I liked that little snippet. Yeah. Then we come, and it was just like a two minute thing. Yeah, it, it was. Nothing. I mean, I didn't know if it was that long. Yeah. I mean, probably 45 seconds, 50 seconds. I, I don't even know if it was necessary. I don't know, man. I kind of I kind of dug it because it just kind of reminds us that, you know, Alpha had to remove herself for some reason mm-hmm. because apparently there's some there's some uh, issues with her her emotional armor, right. and I think that's going to be one of those things where I mean okay so here, here's my conjecture because you know I've read the comics and whatnot I don't think it's going to follow the way the comics go right so I'm not going to get into that but imagine if Alpha has to take uh, a mental breather from seeing. The, the whispers killed, and then she has to take a mental breather from Lydia. How bad is Negan going to mind F her if they ever meet? Oh, yeah. Because Negan's oh, going to yeah. be like, oh, you can't protect your daughter, right. Alpha. Talking he's, shit. He's, he's going to go full metal Shane. <laughs> Wrong <Yeah>. answer. <laughs> and, and Negan is going to do it in a way that it's not only going to piss Alpha off, but it's going to throw her off her game. It's going to yeah. make her emotional, uh-huh. which is then going to compromise her in front of the whispers. I like that. And I like to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> Comes out every Tuesday, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely think you know, and that's that's purely conjecture, right? You know, I think that is welcome to Conjectureville. The, I think that's the way the episode or the the, the story arc should go. Mm-hmm. You know, because I I like seeing Negan, the old big baddie, meet the new big baddie. Yeah, you know, so he's the bigger baddie, exactly. And I hope it's the good baddie. So rewind or fast forward or time displays, however you want to say it. We go back to uh, communication between Judith and King Ezekiel. Ezekiel so Pontypool. The, the, the hilltop has a ham radio. Uh, Alexandria has a ham radio. And Judith and Ezekiel are, are talking in between the two. And Judith makes the mention to Ezekiel, you know, you can have that again. The the, the kingdom will... The kingdom she, will rise. The, the 11-year-old's giving the pep talk to the grown man. Right. You know, about how you, the dreams are going to come true again, and they can do it if it, you put your mind into it or put your back into it, whatever you need to do. <laughs> Just do it, do yeah. it, do it. But uh, <laughs> we, we see that, you know, they kind of sign off and, and say, you know, look, I got I to gotta get going. And the radio is left vacant for a couple seconds. And then the, the squelch that comes over the radio is, is kind of garbled and whatnot. My educated opinion is that it's Maggie. It sounded like Maggie. Yeah. It sounded just like Maggie. Like, hello, anybody there? Can anybody hear me? You know? So, like, I guess Maggie's coming back. Yeah. And, I mean, we, we, we knew that that was an option that was on the table. Mm-hmm. Because Lauren Cohen has, has gone on, like, the I guess the interview junket saying that she still feels like Maggie has a lot of stories to still tell with her character, which she does. Oh, yeah. I mean, now with the power vacuum of Jesus and, and Tara being dead uh, from the, the Hilltop community... You don't really have a leader there. Mm-hmm. I mean, who who are you gonna have? I mean, is is Ezekiel now the de facto leader of Hilltop? I think so. I mean, he's the 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 highest in line, and he's leader of the kingdom. So why wouldn't he be the leader of the Hilltop or the Kingtop? Ah, like Jerry called it. Yeah, the- <laughs> maybe it'll become a thing. I I like it. The Kingtop sounds like Hawaiian rolls. Mm. Doesn't it? Yeah, King it Top does. Hawaiian Rolls? It does. Mm. The Hilltop sounds delicious. Yes, it does. So, uh, I mean, what, what is that? where does that put us for next season? Well, we definitely have the a front of uh, the Hilltop and Alexand- the King Top and Alexandria. And Oceanside still. Remember, oh, because yeah. if, a, if an attack on one is an attack on all, That's true. that'll have to bring Oceanside in. That's true. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely going to set it up for the Winter War. 
or the Whisperer War. But the only other thing that could be is either Alpha would either cause the shenanigans while she was on her uh, walkabout, or somehow she's they're going to find out that they crossed the border. Oh, I definitely know they're going to find out that they crossed the border. Because Michonne sliced them, and walkers wouldn't... Because she sliced the frozen sickles, right? Yeah. They wouldn't be, like, if they're all walking about. Well, and the other ones, like, got stabbed in the head, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not like you can sit there and say, oh, yeah, this guy fell on a tree stump and... Right. You know? He died of natural himself. causes. I mean, know? one of them's got a gigantic icicle through their eye the from when, from when Daryl was fighting with the one walker. So it's not like that can just be there. That was cool. That was really cool. That was really cool. But you knew it was going to happen. I mean, they, ah, of course. Again, it was telegraphed. You, you can't. And you're kill waiting off, for it. You can't kill off hillbilly justice, right? Not in like a, with a snow walker. Yeah, it's got to be somebody good. Yeah, if he's going to die, die well. Yeah, he's he's got to get like beaten to death by Beta or something. <laughs> so, do we have anything else that we need to cover? I think that's it. I think we got it all. Yeah, this is a wild season. It was a wild season. I mean, it's probably one of those ones where we need to go back and watch a couple episodes and pick up on what we, we yeah. missed and possibly do like maybe a recap for the entire season. You know, they say that, that people were like, oh, how's it going to go with Nick Grimes? This is the death knell for The Walking Dead. And Nick Grimes? No, I said Rick is, Grimes. Is he one of the Jonas Brothers? Yeah, he's Nick. He's the grimy one. No, um, <laughs> no, I think this is a great example of what a show can do after your main character's gone. Yeah. This is a really good season. Everybody has stepped up. Uh, I like the new characters. I like the new big bad. At first, I was on the fence. Like I remember, I think a lot of people were on the fence with Samantha Morton yeah. being with uh, being the the Whisperer leader. Well, not even that. I was on the fence with the Whispers. Like, do some shit. You know, we know you're scary. But, oh, I don't know about that, man. I kind of like the build up because it gave you it gave you a sense of dread. Like, yeah. like you didn't really know where it was coming from because you didn't know what was what was there. going on. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I liked I liked what we got. I overall, I had a couple of beasts with it, but it was a really good season. I mean, like a really good season. And so, like people are like, "Oh man, I don't watch the show anymore because Rick Grimes is gone." Or, man, "Oh man, I don't watch." You're the always gonna, you're always gonna have those right, fanboys right, and the haters right. and whatnot. Like whatever, what? And like you know what? I, I think I clapped back on somebody. I was like, you know what? I still watch it and I still enjoy it and I still think it's got legs. So fuck off. Well, it, it cracks me up that every time you see something on social media or somebody posts something like. Um, when when they write articles about the show, everybody gets on there. I haven't watched since season four, well, but you're well, still you want, following the page, right? Well, you're, well, you're still following the news, so shut up. I haven't watched since the governor. Wait, what do you want? A cookie? What do you want? Yeah, a, exactly. What do you want a medal or a chest to pin it on? So like, piss off. Yep, exactly. So, I liked it. I liked this season. I'm looking forward to next season. Yeah, and I mean, I, I like the season as well. I, I was very much in the same boat you were. I didn't know how they were going to handle the Rick exit mm-hmm. and how everything was kind of going to shake out. I almost would have liked instead of maggie's voice on the radio i would have liked to hear rick see okay we talked off mic uh yesterday yeah just kind of conjecture just 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 i liked your conjecture i liked what your idea was but like that if if it was rick grimes that would lead to the commonwealth yeah the commonwealth mysteries yeah and, and georgie you know the and georgie's character and everything else yeah i mean i i conjectured that it would have been rick because then that sets up a really easy out for michonne because then she takes off and and goes to find find rick but now with it being maggie i mean she'll hear about it but you know what and you know what that might even bring the whole uh because she went off to um with the lady georgie's camp yeah Yeah. georgie's camp that's right um I don't know why I said the Commonwealth with Rick. They went on the airplane. We don't know who he went. Well, with. I think I, I think Georgie is actually part of the Commonwealth. 
Yeah. I mean, granted, they they've rewritten stuff differently and, and added characters like Daryl and, and stuff like that. But but I think Georgie is is going to be shown to be part of the Commonwealth or a group very close to that. And I'd like to see where Maggie and that Georgie's group would be, especially if they're. I don't want to say they're technologically advanced. They are, but they are technologically advanced. They gave the, them the diagram of fire. Right. So I think that would be windmills, fa- right? Solar, dude. You could totally throw lighted trebuchet things, medieval weaponry into the gorge and fuck the whispers up. Yeah. I mean, fuck them up. Catapults. Yes, exactly. I think that would be a good thing. I hope with Maggie coming in, bringing reinforcements, just tear some shit up, get medieval on that ass. Literally. Well, and, and like we said, you know, this is all conjecture. We don't know where season 10 is going to lead. Yeah, but I hope that's where it goes. I'd, I'd love to see it happen mm-hmm. because, I mean, I like Lauren Cohen. I like Maggie's character. Yeah. So, who knows? But with that being said, like we do on every episode, on a, t- a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rate this episode? I would give it an 8. Ooh, I would give it an 8. Um, I really liked it. Again, I could have, for a season finale, I could have used more Carnage. You I'm, just had that in episode 15, though. I wanted more Carnage, especially with the big one. But I'm glad it didn't leave us on a cliff on a negative cliffhanger right like a who shot jr or who, who did negan kill you know mm-hmm. i'm glad it left us on a positive cliffhanger we know where the lines are drawn we people, know where all our heroes are yep people know they're they know a fight's coming so now it's time yep. to get ready and we know the same thing alpha she knows the fight's coming so she has to get ready too so i'm excited for this yeah me too so i can go and, eight and i'm actually gonna go i'm probably gonna echo you and go with an eight just because I think a lot of what we got was a good wrap-up for the season. I mean, we don't really have a lot of um, kind of like loose ends out there. I mean, we saw the like the, the stinger with Maggie on the, on the radio and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get a lot of like, you know, who does Negan kill? Right, Find exactly. out in nine months. Right? You know, we, Next we, October on The Walking Dead. Like, fuck, like, it's like, March. We didn't get that. I mean, yeah. we know that most of our people are safe and sound. We don't know how everything's going to play out. Right. But, I mean, I thought it was a good season, you know, season ender. Yeah. And especially considering that this season was in so much peril because who knew what was going to happen when Maggie left? Yeah. Well, who knew what was going to happen when Rick left? And I think the show actually got stronger after Rick so left. Too. I because, think so, too. Because it allowed some of the smaller characters to kind of, you know, step up. Mm-hmm. You know, and now now we no longer have an Alpha versus Rick. I mean, you've got... Communities versus... Yeah. Alpha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I'm going to go eight. You're going to go eight. I want to remind everybody that this is the final episode of Media Rewind Recaps AMC's The Walking Dead. This mm-hmm. will post on Monday. Yeah. We also will be still covering yes. AMC's Into the Badlands on Monday evenings, and that episode will drop on Tuesday. And we have The Walking Dead, or not The Walking Dead, pardon me, Game of Thrones. Co- well, it kind of is The Walking Dead with the whites, but we have Game of Thrones coming up in less than uh, two less weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. So, with that being said, I'm Dustin P. On behalf of my co-host, Genius McGee. I'm going to go clean out the chimney. <laughs>